Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. This is episode four, and in this series, I interview people behind the scenes of entertainment and business, people shaking things up, making things happen. And if there ever was a guest befitting of the show's thesis, it's definitely Stephen S. Paul or Stefan. Depends on who you're talking to. If you have the check, you can call him whatever you like, honestly. Just make sure you call him the set on time. Stephen is an actor friend of mine, close to 10 years, who moved to L.A. um, with hopes of becoming a big time actor. I know. While he has the talent, everyone knows that L.A. is filled with millions of hopefuls just like him. But everyone there doesn't have what Stephen has. Stephen has a deep, deep ability to have an extreme monofocus on big goals and chip them away slowly. And he digs deep within and works nauseatingly long. So if you want something, it's like getting between a dog and a bone, which I honestly don't advise. I've done that before. He's taken his gift for work ethic and used it to reinvent himself as a photographer and videographer who in less than three years has gone from beginner who just wanted to be in front of the camera to shooting digital content for BET magazine cover for Nicole Ari Parker, countless Instagram models, and basically establishing himself from the pack as a go-to visual content creator in Los Angeles. In the interview, we discuss what it takes to make it in LA, how to armor yourself if you're trying to move there, the power of reinvention, and more. It is one of my due pleasure I bring to you, Stephen S. Paul. Let's get into it. So, like, who is Steph Paul? Um, well, uh, my mother named me Stephen Fields. Um, the streets called me Steph Paul. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm an actor at heart. That's why that's where my heart is. I started and I transitioned into photography, um, just to kind of number one to pay my bills because it's really expensive in LA. Um, two to kind of keep my creative juices going. Um, acting was such a, it is, mm, tough is not the word I'm looking for, but it, like, it kind of beats you down a little bit because you deal with a lot of rejection, um, until you get that one yes. And so being in that space, um, and not really knowing what you did or didn't do to get a yes, um, leaves you in this real weird space. And so I needed something to keep me in a creative space where I was cool with getting a no and still being able to create what was in my head or kind of gave me the freedom. Um, and so I got into photography and it was literally just a hobby to kind of pass the time and I got good at it. And so now that's just what I do. So LA kind of, uh, I would say, I, I like to tell people before they consider moving to LA that, that it, it treats people like a, um, you know those pickup artists. You know how they pick up women in the in the nightclub, and and they tell you yeah. like, the first thing that you're supposed to do is like nag a woman and make them doubt yeah. that they're pretty. Like I feel yeah. like L.A. does that to everybody. It's like you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough, you're not nope. the best actor, and it just yeah. negs you until you just constantly are questioning sometimes your self worth. So that, that is that is probably one of the truest statements I've heard in a long time. Because once you enter this place. 
understanding, like, you know, you're moving to Hollywood. So Hollywood is, you know, lights, cameras, action. And that's cool. And so if you're coming from a place where it's just like, oh, okay, I'm the best, quickly you'll understand that it's not about you being the best. <laughs> and that little balloon will be deflated. And L.A. will make you do everything else than what you came out here to do. And it's a part of the it's, it's a part of the culture. It's like you you come in like oh I'm acting. No I'm not. Oh okay. Uh, I'm gonna work at Disneyland. Oh okay. Well I'm gonna be a waiter, or I'm going to go get a regular nine to five, or you may even end up homeless. Like that is how the decline happens. And if you if you don't know who you are before you get here, you're lost, man. Like seriously, you have to have some type of foundation and strength to endure like just the days in LA like LA is very difficult it's not for the faint heart and you have to understand they're they're geniuses creative geniuses moving here every 5 minutes so who the hell are you wow so what should i expect if i hope to gain a foot of traction when i move to LA like if i'm hoping to move or like what should i have in my bag for me. I'm an actor. I want to move to LA. I know it's cliche, but what should man. I do? Man, honestly, man, I felt like I moved here with everything. Like I had a real headshots. I had an agent. Um that like I don't know. That that question is so I can't really give you a definitive answer because you can have all those things and still nothing happens. Like I have a lot of friends that were on TV shows two or three years ago, and now they are on nothing. They're doing nothing. Like, it's just like, okay, when's my next job coming? And then I have a lot of friends that are extremely talented, but still waiting for that break. And so you can have all the tools you need. Um, I think what they what you hear all the time is, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That is the honest to God truth. It's who you know in this town. And you have to make a name for yourself. Now, how you go about making a name for yourself, that's a different journey. But you have to know people in order to get you through certain doors. And you can be as talented as you want to, but it doesn't mean you're going to walk through that door. Mm. So, okay, so I've known you a long time. You've been in L.A. You know, you've done some roles, bit parts in uh, true crime series. I think you did a bit part in uh, NBC series. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, Steph or Steven, as I call you, uh, it's, right, yeah, it's yeah. really good. He's really doing it. You know, he's really trying to make it. So you're in LA to become an actor. So you run into a wall. What, why did you, did you stop? What, what made you pivot and, and put your attention towards camera work and so, photography? I, honestly, man, I, I think Jordan, like ever since I've known you, I think I always truly had an eye for it and wanted to do it. I just never did it. Um, and running into the wall here, like I remember moving here and I think it was like right after you left, um, I started working for the city. And city I of like, LA? No. Yeah, City of LA. Um, and uh, it was more or less like, okay, my bills need to get paid. I'm going to be on the street. I need to get a job. My friend that I know here was working for the city. You know, he got me a job. So I'm working for the city and I'm just so depressed. And I'm like, yo, like, why can't I just make it? And and the crazy thing about it is that every time I wanted to walk away from it completely, I would get an audition. I'm like, this is about the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, this is bothering me. And so what I did was I was like, okay. And so I had a I had a roommate at the time. He was a photographer. And I would watch him shoot. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And so like he would do like black and white pictures and stuff. And I was just like, I want to do this. And so he would teach me, but I didn't have a camera. So one day I went, I went and, you know, took my little rent check, which was stupid, and <laughs> bought me a camera. And um, I was like, I want to try this. And so <clears throat> I just started shooting anything and everything. 
And it just gave me like a relief. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. And um, for a long time, man, for a long time, I think two years, maybe two going on three, like I didn't do any acting. Like I didn't, I didn't look forward. None of that shit. Like I just backed all the way off. And I, I remember going to um, acting classes the beginning of this year. And so my acting coach was like, yo, like, why, why is it taking so long to get back to class? And I was just like, I got tired of getting beat up. I was like, I, I literally felt like I was in a ring fighting a heavyweight, heavyweight champion. And he was just whooping my ass. And I was like, yep, I'm tired. You won. You Mike Tyson the shit out of me. I'm done. And so I'm serious. <laughs> I was done, man. I was done. I was like, yo. And so I had to have a real moment with myself. And I was like, Steven, like, what do you really want to do? What gets you up in the morning? And it's acting. Like, and so, and then I had to say to myself, okay, so if you can't go into the front door, go through the side door or go through the back door. And Make that's how, door. right. And that's how I, I got heavily into photography because it would, it walked me into rooms I wouldn't normally be in like meeting people I wouldn't normally meet. And then mm-hmm. from there, I was able to network and put myself in different positions. Wow. So you went down the rabbit hole as far as like learning and applying te- techniques to your camera and your editing yes. work. <clears throat> How did yes, you balance yes. the line between like learning and actually applying the information? Because honestly, my I know so many my, people get stuck on the course, you know, like, that's what, true. yeah, they get stuck on the course, you know, <clears throat> that's true. And like, you know, uh, being in Texas um, and watching, you know, different cinema photographers and like kind of being around it, watching people do what they do, I always just kind of wanted to tell stories. And so literally my, my day-to-day regimen would, I would get up at like five o'clock. I would be on the train for 5.30. I would get to work at like 6.15. I would work until 3.30. I would get home about 4.30, 5 o'clock. I would then sit at my computer until maybe 12 o'clock at night learning and like, applying technique like every wow. day. And I did that for six months. I didn't make wow. any money, none of that stuff. I would just take pictures, go home, learn how to edit them and stuff like that. And so one So you day, were literally, you just kind of forced yourself to just be like a curator right. of, of content. You were just cranking it out. Right. And right. you were right. shooting right. something in the day, going home yeah. at night, learning something and applying it directly to the photo that night. Right. Exactly. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And so when I tell you like, my girl, like she would, I would be, she would get home about, let's say midnight. Mm-hmm. I would, I would talk to her for like 30 minutes and then I would get back on the computer for another, maybe an hour or so. And I would get up and do it all over again. And she was like, babe, like you're not tired. And I was exhausted, but I was like, it has to be another way. And so one day, one of my friends saw my work and was like, Hey, like, can I book you? And it was like, what do you charge? And I was just like, I don't know. Like $30. Know. You know? Right, right. I literally How much money you got in your pocket? Dollars. Right, yeah, what you got? Give it to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, fool, that's exactly how it was. And so from there, um, like, it was kind of word of mouth. Like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this guy's stuff. Like, you know, he's doing this and he's doing that. And so people really started noticing me for my photography. But I started, I was doing, like, urban video vixen photography. And the way my, like, I was, even though it was cool, Mm-hmm. I wasn't being challenged. I like I wasn't like I was just taking pictures of like you know beautiful models like with the ass out and shit. And I was just like, this is cool, but there's no creativity in this. How can I make this creative? And a lot of the models that I would shoot with, I would always ask them. I know you booked me for this, but can we try something else? And it was a, it was a line that 
that I didn't want to cross because I knew what people wanted in LA and mm-hmm. I didn't know if they wanted what I wanted. I wanted to give them something creativity, but they wanted ass and titties. And so I was like, okay, well, let me just give them the ass and titties. I don't want to mess that up. And so one day I did a shoot and I did a levitation Bring shoot. Bring me my ass and titties. Right, that's exactly what they were doing. So yeah. I did, a, I did a. But they were using it for their, their. Um, they were using portfolio. it for their real, though portfolios and right, stuff. So right, it's like they right. knew what the magazines wanted. All jokes aside, exactly, exactly. Yeah. One one girl took a chance on me. She let me do like a levitation shoot, and she posted it, and like everybody was like, "Yo, who the hell did this? Where's he at? I want to do this too." And I was just like, "Oh, you like stuff like this?" And so I had to make a real decision. I was like, "Do I do this? What people want, or do I do what I want to do?" And so. I literally say, you know what? I'm going to do the creative stuff. And I literally switched over to like high fashion editorial and was, and I started there two, two and a half, three years ago. I made that choice and I never went back. Like it was all creativity. Like anything I saw, like dealing with paint, uh, shadows, spotlights, levitation, um, like, uh, like, you know, the seamless black and whites, so like anything you can think of that has to do with creativity and not just giving you a plain picture, ass and titties. That's where I was. And for the longest, like I said, I made no money. I made nothing. One of my friends booked me for a um, family Christmas party. And that was two years ago. Two years ago now. Booked me you for been a making money party. ever since? Been making money ever since. Wow. So how would and you describe your own working style since you landed that shoot and you've been able to choose all all the all the content that's been coming to you, all the work you've been booking? How do you work? Um, What's your style? Honestly, man, I sit in front of well, I'm well, now I'm not, you know, I'm not the same person like I used to be when I was back in Texas. Um I'm really reclusive now, so like majority of my days I'm either shooting or editing. And so when I'm not editing, I'm learning. And so majority, like, I'll go sit in, in my living room, sit on my MacBook, and I put on a little Frank Sinatra or Anita Baker, have me some Jack on the side of me, and I'm drinking, and I'm, I'm editing, and that's just what I do. Um, I do, I do, I watch a lot of tutorials. I watch a lot of people um, approach different um, things um, and... Like edit because editing is not one particular rule. It's like, oh, you do it this way, this is how you do it. No, like it's whatever you see fit. And um, I try to look at everything where it comes to like really, really gritty pictures with like HDR filters over it or like high end retouching the skin and like keeping the texture in the pores and stuff. I watch all those things and I'm like, you just never know in what settings someone will book you for. And I want to be able to touch a little bit of everything and not just be this guy that just does this. Now that's cool, but. Where I'm at in my head, I'm like, why can't I do everything? Why can't I? So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm consistently learning. And so my day-to-day, I may be on a computer about a good 10 to 12 hours. A day. Like, yeah, daily. Like, just sitting there. Like, either I'm editing, learning, reading different articles on how they went about doing this. Like, all that. And that's hot. So you shoot a lot of models in LA, and they're literally everywhere. You can like step outside, throw a rock, and hit a aspiring model. Right. That's, it's just LA. But how do you batch process your shooting schedule to create like all this content? Like, how do you not spread yourself thin? Yo, see, that's the thing about it, though. Like, when you're trying, mind you, everyone out here is an actor, singer, dancer, photographer. You name it, that's what they are. So to separate yourself from 
the masses, you have to give them something that they're not getting. And so at times and moments, I do stress, stress myself thin because I'm trying to keep up with what's happening. Um, there was a shift about a year ago where photographers could not only be photographers. They had to be able to learn videography. I knew nothing about it. I've been in front of the camera. I've never been behind the camera in that, in that you know, in that aspect. And so um, I had literally had to take a quick crash course on how to do video. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, like, I'm going to lose this game or this race because I'm still learning photography. I damn sure don't know about videography. And um, I literally stretched myself thin for, like, maybe four or five months. Like, I got no rest. I was just up shooting, learning, sleep up, like, just, just like a zombie. And my girl was like, yo, like, you got to chill. To the point where, like, I even had to go to the doctor. But I was like, yo, I feel like I'm about to die. And they were just like, no, nah, you're not going <laughs> to die. You just need to get some rest. But um, um, where does the passion for photography come like this? Like, Man, honestly, man. It's, it seems like you um, love it more than acting. I'm going to be honest with you. And and the, and that's the crazy thing about it. I was just talking to um, my acting coach the other night. And she was telling me, she was just like, it's, it's really dope to kind of watch you blossom in this place you're in. Photography has really helped me, truly helped me with my acting. And when I say that, I mean, it really helped me understand that it's all art. And whatever way you want to, you know, put it together, it's still art. And so even me taking time to go to class and learn and not be in the camera as much as I feel like I should be, I'm, I'm still like learning and I'm still teaching myself. And because I'm not physically acting in front of the camera, I'm still acting behind the camera and I'm learning everything around it. And so it's like, and so she was telling me, she was just like, it's just dope to see that you're changing dimensions and you're not just one dimensional. You're not just this person I met that was like, oh, all I want to do is act. I don't care about anything else. Like you really love the art and how you put it together, the whole story, the whole package. And it's done so much for me. Like, I feel like if I would have never found photography, I promise you, Jordan, like, fuck this shit. I'd have been shooting porn a long time ago and wow. I wouldn't be doing nothing. So that's how it happens. That's how you go out yep. to LA and you end up in a porno. Yep. You can't, yeah, yep. it just happened. You just got rejected by Hollywood and just like, well, Fuck it. Might as it well. is what it is. Mama, we made it. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't with you. Okay, I'm all right. Saying, move- man. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. All right. So I'm an aspiring photographer in Ohio, and I don't have access okay. to super hot models that are in LA. What do I need to do to get where you are, and how do I network with models? So I'm going to tell you something, man. The crazy thing about it is that, like, I thought that there was, like, a, a particular formula that you had to have and things that you just need. All you need is a camera and creativity. There's a girl that I follow um, on Instagram. Um, her name is Kimberly. Kimberly. Oh, is I just discovered her. Yes. The girl that does the shoots Twitter. in her room. Yeah. Yo. When I tell you all you need is a camera and creativity, she is amazing. Yeah, she, she did her, the uh, photo shoot with the trash can. L- bruh. Yeah, yeah. Literally, she said, I wanted to be a model. I wasn't getting anything, so I started doing it myself. When I tell you, you doing your own thing and letting the world decide if it's dope or not, that sounds really bad, but it's so cool because at that point, you literally walk to your own beat and you do whatever makes you happy. This girl literally sits in her room and creates stuff. She's amazing. 
but she took a chance. She she gambled on herself. She didn't wait for anything. She just did it. And it's so crazy that people are always saying, man, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. It's the honest to God truth. If you look at some of the people, and think about Issa Rae. Issa Rae gambled on herself. She took a chance on herself. Issa Rae literally shot her own content for years. Build the following. Now she is who she is today. You literally just need you. That's all you need. So and you if you don't got to do something, learn it. Yeah, that's it. And if you don't know how to do something in this day and age, just like, come on, man. You got you're that. tripping, man. It's like, go on YouTube, go on YouTube, go bootleg a, a course, a digital course. Like, there's something somewhere. Somebody right. has the information. Right. And you can, if you try hard enough, you can get it for free. If you try hard enough. I'm not saying go hey, bootleg man. a course. But if you don't have hey. the money for the course, go figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. Right, man. YouTube, man. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. So, you... How did you get from being an aspiring photographer to doing it full time, like for a living? Like, when did you know, you know what? I'm no longer an aspiring photographer. Like, I'm pro status now. <laughs> when did you When did you feel like you made it? I, I'm not made you know, it, but you know. Right. No, 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 no. You know, it's funny, though. I swear what? to God, I still feel like I'm aspiring. I don't feel like I've made it. So you, you kind of have like imposter syndrome a little bit, like a little bit of you. <laughs> I do. I do. Dead ass. Like. Because out here, like, you got to think about it. Like, the magnitude and the six degrees of separation of all these celebrities that are in the city and all the things that they're doing. And then, like, I'm on a smaller scale. Like, mm-hmm. when you think about Tinseltown, I'm not really taking pictures like that or in that type of production. So, like, I don't feel like I made it. I'm still climbing. I'm still trying to create something where people, the world, the masses notice. Um, every day is, like, it's a gamble. I wake up, like... Okay, uh, let's see if we're going to get this today. If not, you know, I'm on the block. I'm selling drugs. I'm doing whatever. Um, but there was there was a moment where it did shift. And I realized that people love what I did. It was it was a real moment. Um, Talk about I that. Was, I, was, uh, I was doing a campaign, uh, a product line um, for this, this singer out here. And um, I didn't know her. She knew who I was. And she had been following me. And this stylist kind of threw me the oop. And she sat me down. And so she was like, yo, like, I've been wanting to work with you for a minute. And when she said it, I was like, me? And she was like, yeah. She was like, your creativity, like, how you put colors together, you're so dope. And I was like, whoa, me? And at that point, I was like, and so she was like, all of my friends like it. And mind you, she has, like, 3.8 3.8 million followers on Instagram. So I'm just like, wow. who was it? Okay. Uh, girl, uh, her name is, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She says all these nice things. You can't remember her name. Wow. LA really is fake, huh? Nope. I'm not, I'm not good with names. Jordan, you know this. Don't do this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. You're going to do that. You're going to be that guy. <laughs> her name I'm is just... Alex. Alex. Alex Stye. Stye. Okay. Sty? S-T-Y-E. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like after that, I was like, okay, people fool with me. And then from there, it I'm not gonna say it was it was a level of comfort. Like, okay, I'm I have something that people want. And then I just kinda, you know, started just really being comfortable and like creating what I wanted, you know, and doing how, how I felt I wanted to do it. Now this uh, this new journey I'm on is really really fascinating. It's cool. What is it? So 
now, like I said, there was a shift like a year ago in LA where all your photographers had to learn video. And so doing cinema photography is time consuming, tedious, it's draining. It's, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but it's so cool to tell a complete story and you tell it how you see it in your head. That's just amazing. Like, it almost gives me the same gratification as it does as acting does. It almost does. Photography is cool. Cinephotography is amazing because the point of view, and I tell people all the time, you know, like we were talking the other day, like I'm literally giving you something you've already seen. I'm just giving you my, you know, my perspective. And um, I've only been doing it for like eight months now. And people really, really fooled me. Like I, the things that I've done with cinephotography, I wasn't able to do with photography. The rooms that I walked in, the people that I've been talking to, they were not checking for me when I was just doing photography. They liked my work, but they, you know, I wasn't able to go into the room. Now, I'm in different rooms, man, with different people, and it's um, it's different because. I ain't being cocky, but you like, it's like you walk in and you know, like, wow, like they need something for me. Like I'm an asset. I'm not just a fly on the wall, kind of just sitting around like, oh, okay, uh, it's Hollywood. I'm here. No, like I walk in and like, yo, Steph, sit down. Let's talk. Let's figure out how we can make this work. I'm like, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So whose work has influenced you as far as becoming a uh, cinematographer? Man. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg, and, um, I want to say Quentin. I want to say him. So filmmakers, yeah. basically. So yeah. Filmmakers. yeah. 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 I'll say him too as well. Because, and I'm I'm caught up in this weird space, man, because I know I love action. I love action. Like, I love, like, I love superhero stuff. I love, like, a good action-packed film. Uh, Michael Bay does a really, really good job at, like, um, showcasing that throughout the the, the just of the film. Um, how Quentin approaches things are so... It's kind of like eating fried chicken and being bland, and then he goes in the cabinet and puts hot sauce on it. You'd be like, oh, shit, you got the hot sauce. And so that's literally what I, I try to do. I try to give people a mixture of that. Like I literally give them something really, really simple. And you're just like, oh, okay. And then out of nowhere, I hit them with something like really, really fast paced and like action suspense. And then I drop you back off with something really, really calm. And you're just like, hold up, let's go back. What the Mind you, you're doing about? all this in, in inside of like a minute because you're on Instagram. Right, right, literally. And so that was one of the most difficult things that I want to say I had to learn because my dress said I had to learn it in a quick time period. And I had to learn how to tell a complete story in a minute. And it's difficult because to put a body together and to leave people wanting more and not give people the masses, give people, you know, just ass and titties and like quick transitions and stuff. It was really hard because I'm like, people are buying this quick transitions, um, filters and ass and titties. They're buying that. So I was just like, how do I give them something different? And so are you are you storyboarding it out or are you just finding the story in the edit? Honestly, that's I'm finding the story in the edit. Wow. Like, I, I never go Especially in and like, yo, I'm going to go in and shoot it exactly like this. I literally go in. I say, okay, I need this shot. I need this shot. Let me try this. Let me try that. 
Um, one of the what what I do before I go to any shoot is that I find the music and the sounds that I want. So whatever location that I'm in, I find the music and the sounds. And once I get the sounds and stuff packed, I know how to create the story where whatever it looks like. Wow, I heard Scorsese works like that. I read that the other day. He has like a whole library of uh, sounds and songs he wants to use. Like mm-hmm. he'll he'll write like uh, the certain song and he'll be like real, he'll write the mood on the song and be like angry. Mm-hmm. And then has like a whole library when scenes come up in movies and he'll be like, oh, let me go to my angry library and see what song will fit right here. Right. Yeah. Right. That's and, exactly yeah. how I approach it. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's crazy, man, because, because I love music the way I do. I listen to a lot of like classical music, instrumentals, um, dark, like twisted orchestra music, like all type of stuff. And I and I and I bridge them together. Um I create a lot of sounds. Like I did a video the other day, well last night really, and it was this girl sitting in this Cadillac, um, like a nineteen seventy two uh continental Cadillac, and she was sitting in the car. And so literally I had a song playing on top of the video, but in the background you can hear barely um, Frankie Beverly and Mays, like like sounding like it was on like um in, the, in a radio, and then I had like um outside um convenience sound music like people walking in and out of the store, um and then I had like 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 low wind blowing in the background, just kind of paint the whole scene, and so um when I was showing it to another editor, it was like hold up, time out. Do you hear all the sounds? That you like how did you precisely? And in my head, it won't make sense until the sounds make sense. I can put anything together, but if the sounds don't make sense to me, I'm done. And it, t- it it could take me 30 minutes to find sounds, or it could take me at least two weeks, wow. depending on the mood that I'm trying to create. So you like to establish the mood or the tone first and then figure out what it is you're going to shoot. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So... Say somebody comes to you with a shoot already. They like have all the visuals already figured out. You start with how, how do you start? So literally, I have a shoot in about an hour or so, and they've already given me the song choice, the mood they want. I go in, listen to the song, and then I find a way to take their, let's say, commercial song and add my own sounds to it to create a bigger mood. And then I go in and you know I shoot. Wow. What's your process for getting uh, what you need out of your subjects? Mm, it just depends, man. It depends on a particular person because I've dealt with some really, really just kind of, you know, jittery, outspoken, very outgoing type people. And then I've dealt with some like really, really shy, timid, you know, reclusive, don't really want to get out of their own way type things. It just depends on like what the mood is and what I want. Um, I haven't run into people that haven't given me what I wanted. Um, a lot. I've done it maybe once or twice, but I'm still able to pull something out of it. But literally, I just kind of talk to him. Like, because I'm an actor first before anything, I know the conversation. I know, you know, what you need to hear or how or what I need to say to you to make you feel comfortable in order for you to move the way I need you to move in this particular scene. So, um, that is all that always helps me out being an actor first. And so, when I'm talking to my different subjects, I'm like, yo. Approach it this way or, you know, walk this way or when you're walking, look this way and then look off. You know, like I'm always able to give them what they need to get to the next place. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So visually, the ultimate goal for you right now is to be an actor or a, an established 
videographer or established filmmaker? What's what's the end goal now? Because it, it so, started off as a seed with you going right. to L.A. to become an actor. And now you're an established photographer, established videographer for celebrities. And you've shot magazine yeah. covers and yeah. all the likes. Uh, like, I can't even keep up with all the work that you've done. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, and, and But it's crazy about it is that I don't even post half the stuff I do, like, have to stuff like be sitting there and they'd be like, yo, why don't you put this up, man? Everybody will love it. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Who cares? Keep going. Um, but the end game for me now, um, I still want to be, I still want to be an actor. And so if I have to be an established filmmaker first, mm-hmm. and so I can insert myself into my own content, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, oh, kind of like George Hill or something, just backwards. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's still the end game for me. I'm just taking another route. Wow. I love that. Uh, is there anything you want to leave the audience with? I could be transparent. I could be honest. Yeah, do it. Man, whatever you do, man, just always bet on yourself. Don't don't doubt yourself. You know, however you were created, whatever way you come there are people out there that that love what you do and how you do it. And only you can do what you do. And you have to showcase it in a manner where people want it, um, whatever it is. Um, and so always bet on yourself, man. Don't wait on anybody. I think that's the best advice that I would give myself six years ago. Don't wait on anybody. Just do it yourself. I love that. How can the people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram. I am underscore Steph, S-T-E-P-H, dot Paul, P-A-U-L, underscore. Yeah, and that's where I be, man. And uh, I'm, there, I'm not there all the time, but I be there sometime. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your time, Steph. Yes, man. Yes, it's all love, man. Appreciate you. All right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.